All right, let me talk about tell you about a great thing to do this holiday season. Fox and Odin. Uh, it's a great craft uh, American whiskey, and you know it's a stressful time of year. You gotta you know just got done putting up the Thanksgiving stuff. You're taking that down. You're going now with the uh, Christmas stuff. And yeah, there are gifts to buy. There's holiday plans to make, and all of that. As don't he's out. Don't open my bottle of. Oh my gosh, that's heaven! S- stop sniffing oh, my whiskey. That smells good. I don't want your nose oh, by my whiskey. That smells good. That's mine. Oh my gosh! Ooh, I can I can smell it. All, oh, wow, that's amazing. Wow, isn't that good? Look, Hang this on, is really good whiskey. No, no, thank no, no, you. no, hell. No, I just... This is Fox and Odin. You should buy it. Glenn shouldn't buy it. You should buy it. It's really good. I'd wear it but as a But get your own, okay? <laughs> this is great American whiskey, and you're going to love it. It just captures the spirit mm. of the great outdoors. It's a great way to relax around the holidays, mm-hmm. and it's a fantastic mm-hmm. gift. However you celebrate mm-hmm. it, uh, join mm-hmm. uh, everyone who has some Fox and Odin craft American mm-hmm. whiskey. It's foxandodin.com. Foxandodin.com. Use the code BLAZE for 30% Fox off. Fox and Odin. America. Well, the University of Wisconsin, uh, the System Board of Regents, rejected an $800 million deal with the uh, state, choosing instead to keep expanding DEI programs. Uh, so that means, you know, the raises, everything else. That's not. It's not going to go through because they wanted to. They wanted to keep, you know, DEI expanding. They weren't asked to eliminate it. They were just said, okay, let, let's calm down on this just a little. Can we not keep hiring all these DI people? Uh, no, apparently not. Not in Wisconsin. We have that and so much more uh, to uh, cover here in the next 60 minutes, so stand by. First, give me the 60 seconds to tell you about Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is about to become your new best friend. Not only America's Christian uh, only Christian mobile company, not only do they offer amazing service at a great price, but they also don't take a portion of your bill and send it to causes that you disagree with, like Planned Parenthood. In fact, they donate to conservative causes. You, you cur- certainly can't say that about any other of the mobile uh, companies that are out there. The big three, they're doing the exact opposite. Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile, they've extended their Black Friday deal to become every Friday Matters deal, and you can get a, a smartphone when you switch today. Offer nationwide, dependable coverage with access to all three major networks so you're getting the same coverage without sending the money to the leftists. Keep your number, keep your existing phone, or for a limited time, get a free smartphone from Patriot Mobile. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Beck972Patriot, 972Patriot. Make sure you use the promo code FRIDAY76. You get a free smartphone with the promo code FRIDAY76. It's patriotmobile.com slash Beck. So there is a um, there is a new op-ed now that came out with the Daily Caller, and I have to read it to you. It's amazing. It's from Will Pierce. Listen to what he says. I've been a loyal Democrat for as long as I can remember. Oh, it's one of these fake Democrats. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Keep listening. I spearheaded 
Joe Biden's exploratory effort in 2015. I served as a senior advisor to Senator Bernie Sanders during the 2016 and 2020 elections. I even played a role as a fundraiser for Biden during the 2020 general election. But despite my active involvement in the Democratic Party, the concerns I hold regarding the party's direction in recent years can no longer be ignored. I love our country. That is why I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party, a party that is focused on dividing us by radicalizing every issue and undermining our rights enshrined in the Constitution. The main reason I'm leaving the Democratic Party is its utter disconnect with the American people. The party that once championed the working class has now been overtaken by elites in affluent hubs who couldn't care less about the struggles of the average American. This shift has left many Americans, including myself, unheard and feeling like an afterthought of the Democratic Party. The party's shortcomings in education have played a significant role in my departure as well. They have declared war on concerned parents like myself, labeling them domestic terrorists or for expressing their opposition to radical curricula that disseminate sexual content to young children. The party's emphasis on progressive ideology in schools at the expense of parental involvement and a robust robust STEM education raises legitimate concerns about the future preparedness of our children. It is time to shift our focus back to the fundamentals that ensure our children's success, thereby building a foundation for a more prosperous society. I would love to talk to this guy because I can't imagine that we agree on, but so far I agree with everything. We work for Bernie Sanders. Right. But I mean, it's interesting. And this isn't a, hey, Joe Biden's too old. We need a better candidate. No, no, this no. Is this is a full-fledged. What we've been saying. Yeah. Um, I think the strongest line so far is, I love our country. Mm. Also, the Democratic Party's shift towards identity politics has steered us away from the timeless belief of judging individuals by their character and not by the color of their skin or similar characteristics. The weaponization of race and gender ideology for partisan political purposes does a significant disservice to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s legacy, and it's a detriment to us all. Amen. Politics to me is about addition, not division. It is meant to unite us as a nation where we can put aside our differences on some issues to come together on as one cohesive unit. However, the Democrats' tendency to label dissenters as extreme, shutting down meaningful discourse, has veered away from the principles I believe are essential for a thriving democracy. In the years as part of the Democratic Party, I witnessed a hesitancy and, at points, clear unwillingness to address critical issues for fear of alienating segments of the party. I'm looking at the Democratic Party's vision for an ideal world, and it is a very concerning reality that emerges. They imagine a country where dissent from the powers that be result in punishment. This guy, I mean, he was part of Biden. He was part of Bernie Sanders. And now he is finally to a place to where he realizes they imagine a country where dissent from the powers that be result in punishment. That is fascism. The term equity 
has lost its true meaning as the party struggles to understand its use in a diverse nation. What was once a noble pursuit of justice and fairness has been corrupted within democratic circles, diluting its significance to the point to where it has lost any meaning. The party's attempts to champion equity now seem to prioritize ideological conformity over the genuine pursuits of justice, leaving a void in the very principles that should guide our efforts toward a more inclusive and just society. As I've grown older, my priorities have shifted toward ensuring that my tax dollars contribute to the welfare of our children, support for the less fortunate, and secure national defense. Unfortunately, the Democratic Party's current focus involves burdensome taxation, prioritizing foreign aid over domestic needs, and accumulating debt that compromises our national security. The Democratic Party's leadership also raises concern. President Biden's struggles while doing the job day to day, coupled with controversy surrounding his family, have brought forward serious issues that warrant our careful consideration. The heavy handed influence of the Clinton dynasty within the Democratic Party further adds to the narrative of a party entangled in controversies and detached from the concerns of everyday Americans. Democratic policies paint a bleak picture of a country where a significant portion of people's hard-earned wages are funneled into an ever-expanding government, leaving individuals working tirelessly just to make ends meet. Take, for instance, San Francisco and Chicago, where tax dollars are diverted from aiding the most vulnerable to instead masking their struggles from public view. In this unsettling scenario, the elites indulge in the luxury of private jets and utilize taxpayer funds for personal gain. They are far more concerned with consolidating power than with genuinely addressing the needs and concerns of the American people. The difference between stated values and actual behavior undermines the trust that citizens should be able to place in their government. As I reflect on these issues, I'm compelled to seek a political home that aligns with a commitment to judging individuals by their character, fostering accountability, and advancing the well-being of all uh, Americans. By joining the Republican Party, I am not abandoning my values. Instead, I'm seeking a political home that aligns more closely with my vision for a free, united, and prosperous America. The Republican Party, with its emphasis on individual freedoms, fiscal responsibility, and a commitment to addressing the concerns of all Americans, offers a new path forward, one that I am eager to explore as I re-enter the political arena. That is fascinating. He's yeah. wrong about the Republican Party, but, I mean, <laughs> fiscal responsibility? Uh-huh. Right. In comparison, maybe. But in comparison. Yeah. In comparison, perhaps. Perhaps. Th- that is, I think, incredible. Mm. Can you ever see yourself having that type of mo- moment? Yes. I think we already have. I think we already have. Mm. I've gone from uh, not a Republican because uh, I just don't like labels to not a Republican because I don't like the Republicans. I mean, I vote generally Republican, but I'll never give them a dime ever again. Uh, if I had a choice 
to get out and have another if another party started that was serious, like Libertarian Party, it feels like they're never really serious about winning. Um, And uh, if I had another choice, that's why I'm independent. I think that's why a vast, vast number of former Republicans and Democrats are now going independent because they don't feel either party is really representing them. Yeah, his transition there is interesting because he's saying I haven't changed my principles. But like, you know, talking about some of these things. Yeah. I mean, like, how can you be with Bernie, a Bernie Sanders advisor and care about fiscal responsibility? Right? Like, I mean, come on. How, how I did you know. not get That's it? why I'd love to talk yeah. to him. I mean, I'm curious as to whether it was one of those things where he's realizing he was he, wrong because he's saying I'm, I'm still the same guy, basically. He, but he did say on fiscal responsibility as I got older. As I have gotten older, older yeah. so it's kind of like if you're not a liberal when you're, you know, 20, <laughs> you're, you don't have a heart. If you're not conservative by the time you're 50, you don't have a brain mm. in the famous words, words of Churchill. Yeah, that's interesting. So uh, this would be a really fascinating guy to talk to. I would love to talk to this, this guy. Well, how does that transition happen, Glenn? Because you have the if you have a moment like that where you're going, I mean, this is a big life change, he, he's right? The hated, he's the most hated man on the left for a while. You're saying is what's the result of this happening? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. But like, I, I'm saying in a quiet moment, right? Like you're at your house and one day you're looking at your life and you're saying, God, I've spent my entire life trying to get people like Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden elected. And I think they're wrong. Like, I think I've, I've, I've spent my life working for something that is actually hurting the country. What kind of, what kind of moment is that in a person's life? I again think we've had that. We had that with the Patriot Act. We had that smaller ones, but it was led to the same thing. We've that's a policy, I think, though. That's not okay. A, try this. Okay. I have always been red, white, and blue. I bleed red, white, and blue. I bleed the United States of America. I have always believed that we were the good guys. Mm, I don't think so anymore. That we're the good guys. Yeah, I think that. I think the intent. Of most of our soldiers, Mm -hmm. the intent of most of the people in America is different than the intent of those at the CIA, NSA, now FBI. It's just different from the people Mm -hmm. in Washington, the higher ups in Washington. I think they are on the wrong side. They are no longer on the side of the American people. So I have a really hard time. You know, it's weird is I've had an easier time. To say the Pledge of Allegiance, I used to have a problem. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. It's always bothered me. The flag, only because it's a Woodrow Wilson FDR thing. Um, It it is always, it's a symbol. But I have concentrated on and the republic for which it stands. Right. And that has become more and more important to me. Um, The republic. I fly the flag differently. I used to fly the flag um, as a as a sign. Yeah, I I love America. Now I almost fly it mentally in defense of the republic as, as almost a symbol of rebellion in my life. Hmm. I believe in the republic for which that stands. Where I never would have thought that way. Never. 
I always gave people, you know, 25 years ago, I gave everybody the benefit of the doubt. Oh, we all kind of think alike. But that was a, that was hard. That was really hard when you when I least woke up and went, I think they're working against us. I think I don't even know how long this has gone on. I, I think we're actually we've been conned hmm. for a very long time. Those principles that we all thought we had. No, the elites don't have those principles. That's a big awakening for sure. Yeah. I, um, I always think of the follow up question, which because you, you said, you know, I don't know if we're the good guys anymore. But the follow-up question to that I always have is, as compared to what? Okay. So can we go in there? Give me one minute, and I want to tell you about Goldline. J.P. Morgan's latest forecast spells significant trouble. They're sounding the alarm on an 8% nosedive in the S&P 500. That's not a dip. That is a looming financial cliff that needs to be taken seriously. Please, please do your homework on gold or silver. Find out why it's where everyone returns. Find out why Russia and China and the BRICS nations are gobbling up gold right now. I am shocked that gold is only at, what, 2100, somewhere in that area right now. I'm shocked. I don't want it to continue to go up because I don't look at it as an investment. I look at it as a gauge and a hedge against insanity. But as gold goes up, uh, that means the world is more and more unstable. The reason why China and everybody else is buying gold is because they know money eventually is going to change and become worthless. And the world always goes back to gold. Please do your own homework right now. If you purchase a box of 250 of the new Lincoln quarter ounce gold coins, you're going to receive a one ounce gold legal tender bar card at no additional cost. It's a gold legal tender bar card. That is uh, $2,500 in value in and of itself. You're getting two of the most famous designs with Goldline. It's not just an investment. It's embracing a legacy. Get the Lincoln coin that I designed right now. Call 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, and claim your share of American greatness at goldline.com, 866-GOLDLINE. 10 seconds, station ID. So you said you're not as sure that we're the good guys anymore, but as compared to what? The people. I thought, because this is what a republic is, a democracy is one man, one vote. And then after that, the government has all the power and it no longer has to represent because it's not a republic. It's not a representative body. Uh, But we are. And I always thought they're bad guys and good guys, but for the most part, they represent the people. When I was down in Houston, when was it, last week, doing this thing on illegal immigration and a place called uh, Colony Ridge, we're making this documentary. It's coming out in January, and I'm there, and one thing is consistently said by everyone no matter if they agreed with each other or not. They all said one thing. Who's representing me? Who's coming to my defense? Who's, who's standing there saying, this can't happen, this is wrong? There's nobody. 
And then they followed it with a terrifying remark. Every single one of them. There's, got, there's too much money to be made here. There's, they're all on the take. Now, I don't know if they are or not. We, as of yet, have not found any evidence that, are, that anybody's on the take. There is money being exchanged. You know, $1.4 million went to the governor of Texas. But did he do anything because of that? So far, I don't have any evidence. But there is a lot of money sloshing around. Who's representing you? You know, the guy in um, Argentina, was it Malay? Is that how you say his name? Um, this guy is, I think he's remarkable. I don't know if you've been following what he's uh, been doing, but he is, his, his um, policies are called the chainsaw policies. Okay, I love this. He says the country is out of control. It no longer represents the average person. So he's not going to grow the size of government. He took it from 18 departments. He took that down to nine. I want to tell you what he did uh, in a little more detail here in a few minutes. But he took it down to nine. He cut the government's size in half. Then he said, that's not enough. I got to get rid of the central bank because the central bank is dealing for them and the banks, not for you. This guy actually, I think, means it. And he's not gaining power for himself because he's reducing the size of the government. When the government is gigantic, by the way, we're about to hit a record this month of 23 million Americans working for the federal government. That's a lot of votes. It's a lot of votes. 23 million Americans. That's a record. When you have this giant bureaucracy that can have their fingers in everything you do, including the mud puddles on your property, there's a problem. There's a real problem because that government is working against you in most most cases. They'll say... You know, it's for the good of all. Well, that's collective. That's collective, not individual. And there is a huge difference. In our country, we're supposed to be about the individual, the character and the attributes and the merits of the individual. Once the government lose sight of the individual, they can, they're no longer the good guy. They're no longer the good guy. The Glenn Beck Program. Jane has had pain in her knees and her right arm for years, constantly dragging her down. She's 71, by the way. She has tried everything. She said nothing helped. She started to think she was going to have to deal with pain for the rest of her life. Uh, but then she heard me start talking about Relief Factor, decided to give it a try. Here's the good news. Jane, her pain is gone. She said her pain went away within a couple of weeks. and She got her life back. And so could you. Relief Factor is not a drug. It's a daily supplement that helps your body fight that pain by fighting inflammation. 100% drug-free, developed by doctors to help reduce or eliminate pain. Over a million people have tried Relief Factor's Quick Start Kit, and 70% of them have gone on to order again and again. It is 1995, and it comes with Relief Factor's Feel Better or Your Money Back Guarantee. So why not give it a try? Visit relieffactor.com or call 800 the number 4 relief. That's 800 the number 4 relief. No better gift for yourself or a loved one than feeling good again. 
relieffactor.com 800 the number four relief Subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn Plus to save 30 bucks. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We were just talking about Argentina's new libertarian president. Uh, you know, Sunday he took office. Uh, and took a chainsaw to government spending and what he calls the country's political caste by uh, signing executive orders uh, to cut the number of government ministries from 18 to 9. Now, you think you have bad inflation. Argentina has 143% annual inflation. That means prices are 143% higher than they were the year before that is awful and he said we're gonna we're gonna stop the bleeding here with a chainsaw plan um he said also that they would accept the uh, or adopt the u.s dollar and shut down argentina's central bank because he says that's the biggest problem so here's here's what he said ministry of tourism and sports out ministry of culture out these are like departments department of environment and sustainable development out department of women genders and diversity out ministry of public works out uh he said the thievery of politics is over long live freedom damn it we don't have a margin for sterile discussions our country demands action and immediate action the political class left the country at the brink of its biggest crisis in history we don't desire the hard decisions that will need to be made in the coming weeks but they didn't leave us any options there's a guy who loves his country is trying to fix it answering to the people not to the elites and then Let's go to the um, uh, University of Wisconsin. They, the board voted nine to eight. University of Wisconsin System Board of Regents, nine to eight. They rejected an $800 million deal with the Wisconsin State Legislature, choosing instead to keep expanding diversity, equity, and inclusion programs and hiring staff and admitting students based on DEI standards, not merit. So what they said is they're not they don't want the eight hundred million dollars in funding. They don't want raises for every one of their thirty nine thousand employees. They want DEI and it's it's not expanding it. All they're they're not reducing it. All they said was we want to freeze on hiring DEI coordinators for three years Uh, and we want to transition some of these positions into colorblind student success roles. So in other words, merit-based hiring for students. They couldn't take it. Now, who are they listening to? Are they listening to the special interests or are they listening to the average American? Because the average American is concerned about the education of their children, which falls right into If my children don't have it any better than I did, then the country's not going to be better than I did. They're going to have bigger problems. The country could fall. I mean, who is fighting for America and who is trying to destroy it? 
It's a great question. Uh, and uh, I think yeah, the, the answer is getting clearer and clearer, isn't it? Oh, I think it is. Um, there is a new update to the story we've been talking about what for now two weeks when it comes to the um, Harvard and what was it? Harvard Penn and MIT. This, yes. This this uh, the, testimony they gave. Yeah. The presidents of those universities coming out and saying, you know, OK, so, yes, they were they were calling for, uh, you know, the death to Jews and genocide for Jews. But I mean, we don't want to stop freedom of speech. Right. right. Which is hilarious because they absolutely want to stop freedom of speech on so right. many other issues. So the Penn uh, president had to step down. She's gone already. Um, now, they were going after the Harvard one uh, after uh, all of this happened. And the board agreed to review uh, her presidency and whether she should remain in the presidency uh, and harvard and the university board has unanimously supported her it's claudine gay is her name uh, they called her the right leader to help our community heal uh, now there's two things going on here one was hey i noticed you said that calling for the genocide of jews was not against your code of conduct that whole controversy we've covered in pretty great detail the other controversy that has been bubbling up for a while now is her her accusations of plagiarism that she's been plagiarizing and has been for years and years and years and years. And there's four instances, I think uh, that uh, it was, I believe it was the Washington free beacon initially who found this. And um, the Harvard Crimson has written about this and did say, it does appear that some of these examples do violate the plagiarism policy of Harvard now, of course, the board said the exact opposite. They said, we found no violations of this at all. Um, but apparently, Deny your eyes. Deny now your there's eyes. even more and more and more coming here. Now they believe, uh, this is uh, uh, this is from uh, Chris uh, Aaron Sabarium, who's been, I think, on, he's been on my show for sure. I think he's been on the show too. But he says, uh, Chris Rufo's examples are just the tip of the iceberg. In four articles published between 1993 and 2017, including her dissertation, Gay paraphrased or quoted almost 20 authors without proper attribution, in some cases lifting entire paragraphs verbatim. Wow. This is... That is absolutely... This is... It's absolutely unquestionable. <laughs> absolutely plagiarism. Now, Harvard... I mean, you can do that, but you have to quote it. Yeah, you quote it, right? Yeah. And, you, and you cite it. Um, now, Harvard says there was no violation, which is incredibly... What? It's ridiculous. But then also is changing four of the articles to update it and put in citations for the work, which, again... That, if it's not a problem, why are you doing it? Why that? are you changing it, right? If it was totally fine. Um, I, to me, now, you know, I have a maybe a weird stance on this, but to me, it's like maybe the allowing the genocide talk is enough. <laughs> maybe, maybe the plagiarism wasn't even necessary to remove her. Maybe thinking... Well, that's crazy. I know, it's a weird thing. Like, maybe calling for the entire genocide of all jews you know and, and allowing that on campus and saying oh, okay well that's not really a violation of our code of conduct maybe that's enough to want to remove the person but the point here though glenn is and it's interesting because you know the, the lady at penn uh white lady um stepped down and was pressured out almost immediately can you do that to someone who's blatantly a dei hire Right, like once you put someone in no. that role, how, how are you going to? Can you fire them? They're for, oppressed. For these, right, you're oppressing them by trying to fire them. 
you're oppressing them by holding them accountable for plagiarism. Correct. Right? Like, they've, you know, uh, these uh, groups, these intersectional groups have been so oppressed for so long. Well, if they had to plagiarize. It's the same way they talk about Hamas. Right. Well, you can't judge them with your uh, white Western rules when it comes to rape as a weapon of war. I mean, they've they're in an open air prison after all. <laughs> they go down these roads all the time. So, I mean, is it even possible if you make one of these decisions and put a DEI person in front of your organization? Can you even fire them? So why what what is what does this cause all the way down to the bottom? What does this cause? I mean, this is, I said this beginning in probably 2010. Chaos is going to be the operative word in the next 10 years. Chaos. And anyone who is participating in chaos or causing chaos, you need to get as far away from as you possibly can. Because that will be the tool that destroys us. It's chaos, right? Everything that DEI does is cause chaos to the system. How, how do you answer that question you just asked? You can't. You can't. Because if you try to fire somebody who is oppressed, then you become the oppressor. Even though that person is doing something they shouldn't be doing, it's chaos, right? Listen to this story. Recent Chinese cyber attacks aim to cause chaos in the U.S. Mm. You and I know right now, and this, again, is one of the reasons why I know you have very few people in Congress, in the Senate, and and the administration, and quite honestly, in the entire 23 million workforce of the federal government that actually care about America. Hacks are being made with an intention towards some future action rather than disrupting systems in the moment. They suggest now that the People's Liberation Army of China is testing and the United States capabilities in case hostilities break out over Taiwan. I can guarantee you if we have another four years of this, we don't make it. But if we do, Taiwan will be taken by China and there's nothing we can do about it. And if we try what are they going to do? Listen to this. Chinese have attempted to compromise critical infrastructure and preposition themselves to be able to disrupt or destroy that critical infrastructure in the event of a conflict to either prevent the United States from being able to project power into Asia or cause societal chaos inside the United States to affect our decision making around a crisis. That is a significant change from the Chinese cyber activity from seven to ten years ago that was focused primarily on political and economic espionage. They have hacked the uh, water utilities in Hawaii, at least one oil and gas pipeline in America. They have broken into Texas independent power grid. They are looking at targets like our water and our power to shut it down so the American people will go, enough, 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 leave China alone. Cause chaos. So what are we going to do? Because I have come to the point to where my new slogan, whenever I get frustrated, is, hmm, that's going to be interesting to see how that works out. <laughs> okay? But that's not just giving in. Huh. 
wow, the government's not doing anything about China. It's going to be interesting to see how that all works out, isn't it? That's defeatist. Saying that as part one is recognizing the things you can change and not change. But what follows that is, I'm going to get my ass in gear, make sure I have access to power and water and everything else. Because this government is, to say it's representative of the American people is a lie. And how do I know that? Because we gather Republicans and Democrats all the time, all across America, and we're not as divided as they say we are. What we are all looking at, and some just refuse to speak out about it, is the chaos on our streets. The chaos. Most of the people in Oregon, most of them know, this is insanity. Most of the people in Seattle, and maybe not Seattle proper, but the rest of the state, I'm convinced that they at least know there's a problem here. And certainly in the red part of the nation and the red part of each of our states, we do know that. And our neighbors know that. Nobody's doing anything about it because there is no representative government. So what do you need to represent yourself, your family, your neighborhood? That's what you need. It, it, it is critical in the next year, because I honestly can tell you for the first time in my career of almost 50 years, I can't tell you what America is even going to look like, even if the America that we all conjure right now, I'm not sure that even exists in that form 12 months from now. Don't know. Think of all the scenarios that could happen just with the election. Oh, yeah, no. I, I, you're right on the, you should be focusing more on our, you know, your local, and I mean, I don't mean local like your township. I mean, more like your family and your street. I mean, you need to be, keep that under control. I, I have said for a long time, when it happens, where you are is where you will be. If we, if something happens and China decides to go on infrastructure, they collapse the electrical grid or shut it down for a while. Water, et cetera, et cetera. Absolute chaos. And you're not going anyplace. You're not flying to your cabin. You're not, you're not getting out of the cities. You will be there. That's where you'll be. So make your decision where you want to be and be there because it's all going to come back to you. Yeah, it really will. So think about this for the next year, if just to go into the presidential stuff for a minute. What way does this go where everything's fine? Like, I what way does this one. go where, I don't mean everything's fine as far as policy. Mm -mm. I mean, as far as, like, there isn't chaos in the streets. Like, Donald Trump loses. I think there's going to be people who are going to think it's stolen and, and look what they're doing. Donald Trump wins. The left is going to do that times 10, mm -hmm. right? Uh, it, it, you know, Donald Trump uh, somehow loses the primary or is in prison. I, uh, can you imagine what happens then? No. I, I, no. I mean, I, and I don't even think you've begun to scratch the surface yeah. of that. Honestly, just with those two candidates, how does it end? I don't even think you've even hit all the options. Let me hit a couple of more here in a second. Okay. First, let me tell you about Joseph. Wrote in about his dog's experience with Rough Greens. He says, my uh, beagle is 17 years old, was sleeping 20 hours a day, wasn't active, 
Uh, I was afraid he was going to die soon. Boy, this sounds like my family talking about me. I just sit around for. Anyway, 20 days later, I'm amazed. He's wagging his tail again. He know, I know he's happier. He's eating well and more active. Thank you for letting me know and giving my my good buddy, giving him back to me again. Thank you, Rough Greens. Joe, that sounds wonderful. I love that story. Um, in case you don't know, Rough Greens is not a dog food. It's a supplement developed by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black. You sprinkle it on the dog's food, and it gives your dog everything healthy. And the folks at Rough Greens want you to try it out. Just make sure your dog likes it. Your first trial pack is free. You just pay for shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash back. That's R-U-F-F greens.com slash back. Or you can call them now at 833-G-L-E-N-N-33, 833-GLEN-33, roughgreens.com slash back. The Glenn Beck Program. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. I mean, it is remarkable to me how many things can happen in the next 12 months. I mean, just look at Joe Biden is what, 78? He'll be 79 in 12 months from now. Do you think he's going to get better, worse, or about the same with his cognitive ability? Think about he's degrading at the same speed he already is. And America figures out, oh, dear Lord, if we elect him, Kamala Harris is going to be our president. Or Biden figures that out in the Democratic Party, and they're like, we got to switch that before the election. Chaos.